This is Dr. Holly Lucille's Mindful Medicine. Here's Dr. Holly Lucille. Hey, 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 mindful listeners. Thank you so much for sharing part of your day with us today. I am so excited. I always say that at the top of every show. <laughs> I'm so excited about this segment. I'm so excited about this segment. But truly, every person that I get to interview and everybody that I talk to on Mindful Medicine, I don't know, I just, I, I, I get really excited because I do think it's incredible information. Um, today, we've got, we're going to be talking about your, your healthcare. And you, you know, if you've been listening to me at all, that I kind of like to turn primary care provider, PCP, on its head and help people realize that at the end of the day, you should all be primarily in charge of providing care for yourselves. Um, and if you go to my website, my video up there is like I statements, you know, it's not like, oh, yeah, my doctor put me on this or my um, or they told me to take this. It's like, you know, my your doctor has every right to prescribe anything, uh, of course, in working in concert with you and in partnership with you. But it is your responsibility to understand what it is, what it's going to do in your body, how you take it. And so being your own primary care provider. And then also you've heard me say again about like, let's say HMOs, uh, health maintenance organizations. I think every home should be its own health maintenance organization. We're just trying to basically bring that healthcare out there in here, right? In here. If you see me right now, I'm, I'm pointing with my two thumbs into my chest and my heart area. So in here. And I've got the person, uh, perfect person to continue this conversation that I, I like to have all the time. She wrote an incredible book called The Health Revolution. Give yourself the healthcare you deserve. I want to welcome to the show, Dr. Jade Wimberly. Hey, buddy. Hi, Holly. Thank you. And I love what you said. So thank you very much for those words. <laughs> yeah, well, I'll let, I'll let you tell the listeners a little bit more about you. You are a naturopathic doctor like myself, and you graduated from the same school that I went to. So I'm excited to have you um, on the show. And just to, to kind of rev up this conversation, I mean, your book is basically just get, give the listeners an idea. Why why this book? Why now? Um. Well, to summarize like what you said, this book is all about advocating. It's it's a patient. It's a book written for the client, the patient, the person reading that wants to get inspired, that wants to get educated, that wants to be a part of their health care and their pain, like their their insomnia, their pain, their hormone fluctuation. Um, I just got really excited to write a book that was inspiring, educational, with pithy statements that would just really motivate someone to ask um, better questions to their primary care provider. It doesn't matter if that provider is an MD, a DO, an ND. It doesn't matter. Like, I really just wanted that person to take accountability for their health care as much as possible, exactly what you were saying in the beginning. Um, I'm a big advocate for that. Yeah. And I think, you know, sometimes I've had guests before and we've had this conversation and we both got really hot and sort of sensitive and like, we're not trying to blame people for the situation that they're in or blame people that they're sick, but it's more about that empowerment that if people could understand how much power they have over their choices, over their body, over their thoughts, um, okay. and over their, their lives, uh, that it's just, it's so amazing what we can do, especially when you're looking at, getting better or feeling your best or optimizing your health. So I think that's mm -hmm. amazing. So I want to ask you a question. Um, 
Because I, I read your book, you sent it to me, and I, I really appreciate it. It's such a, it's so nicely written, and it's so nicely laid out. What are three simple go-tos uh, you recommend for just a general healthy lifestyle? One, two, three. One, two, three. Um, wow, there's so many to choose from. Um, well, I heard this at a workshop, and I just loved it. It made me laugh, and it, it brought it back to simplicity. Um, that just waking up in the morning that I have this thought and I feel my body. I just like pat my legs, my arm and my heart and my chest. And I take three big breaths and I'm like, wow, I woke up today and I get to be alive. That might sound a little bit silly to some people. Um, but I, I just encourage people that I work with to not take this life for granted. So that's number one. Um, number two comes from, um, naturopathic philosophy and and as you probably know i the lineage of our medicine um has a big part of hydrotherapy meaning water therapy and i love to educate people about the power of water and something that the majority of my patients do hopefully every day is take a shower um (laughs) so i introduce like the hot cold hot cold shower treatment of ending their shower with cool or cold water to really just bring that vibrancy and give people permission to scream or dance or sing in the shower. So that's number two is ending showers on cool or cold water, um, which is a little harder in the desert in L.A. or Phoenix, but you can still get a little colder water. And number three, a big part um, of of the practice um, that I share with people is really being a part of your community, however you define that. That might be volunteering. It might be um, what many of us have heard before, paying it forward um, and just really giving back to your community and feeling a part of, because if you dig deep in medical literature, like there is a lot of research and study around people feeling um, that they have value, that they have purpose um, in life, especially through chronic illness, um, you know, cancer, or any of our chronic illness, MS, where people are feeling isolated, um, not feeling a part of community. So I really advocate um, for that. And that's a it's something that I talk about um, in my book as well. Like, how do we define that's healthy great. community? So, yeah, those yeah. are three simple so, go-tos. Yeah. No, I think it's great. I mean, I think those daily things, I mean, because modern day life is so hectic and people get overwhelmed. Yeah. And... Uh, the, the simple things, you know, I even, you know, when I teach people about how many nerve endings you have in your feet and the idea of grounding and just getting outside and <laughs> grounding yourself, you know, and just trying to, to, to pull that all down. And I love it waking up and just feeling grateful that little that I mean, that doesn't take a lot of time. It certainly is quite inexpensive just to have that gratitude in the morning. Um, hot, cold. I love it. Uh, that stimulation of always ending in cold. You know, as you know, I just had knee surgery and um, I went down and diligently did my exercises and I got in my infrared sauna. But, you know, right after that, I got into a cool bath and then I iced my knee. And so it was like ending in ending in cold. Um, and so we can use our body to rev that heat back up and increase that circulation and all that great stuff in the community, I think. You know, I agree with you, you know, with all of the modern day technology we have that mm-hmm. we can be connected, I I feel like sometimes it just disconnects us. And um, yeah. having more of a connection in person and being involved in a community. So I love those just simple, simple, simple one, two, threes. Now, let's talk about something a little bit more um, 
provocative, I should say. You know, obviously we're in an era where um, we had uh, the Affordable Care Act that is continuing to be, to be uh, you know, in play, but might be coming to an end. So what do you see? Uh, where do you see our health care the out the external healthcare um, heading in the future, and and probably then why it's so important that people start really truly taking more responsibility um, inside or back you know internally for their healthcare. Mm-hmm. Um, well, that's that is definitely the big question. And I I you know the health revolution book that I wrote is the beginning. Um, one of the main reasons I wrote the book is to start to have this conversation at dinner tables, at conferences. How can we all put our heads together um, as a medical industry, as a food industry, to move towards a what I would call a wellness model? Um, I wish I had the answers. I feel like if I did, I might, um, you know, be the Surgeon General one day. <laughs> um, <laughs> but I, I oh my I gosh, I would love be, that. <laughs> Um, I would really like to see this model of health um, be more of a wellness model. What I mean by that, like really taking time, and I just read a beautiful book by, uh, it's called Slow Medicine by Victoria Sweet, and she, was an M- she is an MD, and I could really resonate with her book, and ultimately this comes down to time, and I think that is the hurdle that we're up against, like how can the number of doctors out in the world educate over 300 million people to to inspire them, to educate them, to reward them? And reward is where I get a little stuck. Like how could we, how could, you know, the medical community reward patients and inspire patients um, to lose weight, to no longer have diabetes type 2, to, um, you know, to move towards the wellness model. And, and, and then I'm not saying at all that people in general don't want to move towards that model, but I do feel that the medical um, industry, if you will, is a little bit stuck in um, time management and not having enough time with patients to educate them and move them, move them in the correct direction. So, I, and also with Obamacare, I think that where I live in a rural mountain town, like people are really getting priced out of um, health insurance. So we're seeing more families not being able to really afford health insurance or if they're buying health insurance, a premium here in the mountain towns, no exaggeration, can be $1,400 to $2,200 a month mm. for families mm. to four or five people. So people wow. are, are starting to question, um, what am I paying for? And I actually like that. I, I, I don't like that I know many families that are paying close to $2,000 a month. Um, you know, that takes away from their disposable income um, because they they need to do this for their family, but they are starting to ask, what am I paying for? And I think that's a great question for all of us to start to ask ourselves. Yeah, I think it's a great question. I also, you know, at times, because in my practice, I certainly work and I want to work in concert with any other practitioner, especially an MD or a specialist that my patient might be working with, you know, just always keeping my patient's best interest in mind. But I kind of always am constantly reminding my patients that their doctors work for them. You know, it's not the other way around and uh, that they have the right to a second opinion and they have the right to get their questions answered and they have the right to take their business elsewhere if that's what they feel is best for them. And so that question, I think, of what am I paying for 
is really important. Um, and those prices are shocking. Uh, and you know, I guess they call it insurance. Obviously, you know, as you said, like I, I don't go to the doctor much at all. Uh, in fact, when the surgeon, the surgery company asked me who my primary care provider was, I, I was like, I don't, me. And that's kind of what I said. Um, I was like, I don't have one. Uh, and you know, to do all of my pre-op work, I went to an urgent care center just up the street and got my EKG and all that stuff because um, I really haven't needed one. And I mean, obviously I'm in a position where I can facilitate normal blood work or I have colleagues that can do that if I need to and uh, just to stay on top of things and do preventative things. But um, reminding folks and asking that question is, is so very, very important. Um, so and I the think health we're revolution. at a, you oh, know, a crossroads. Oh, I'm sorry. I no, no, please. Go I, ahead. I think we're at a crossroads with you know this conversation, which is really just beginning. And I'm excited. I was actually excited for Obamacare because of this, because I, I did feel that it was going to drive that question: What are we paying for? And it, we're at a crossroads around. I do believe that everyone um, needs to have some type of catastrophe medical care, and and this yeah. is where you know it can get political or. People can say, oh, judgmental, or how do you define, like, who needs care because there's all sorts of, you know, handicaps and genetic diseases and, and you know, there's cancer. And, yes, people do need insurance for these times, but we're also driving costs up to a place, and that's where the wellness piece comes in. Like, that's what we're really missing. And, unfortunately, a lot of, you know, for me, like a lot of patients, they, they come to me because Colorado doesn't allow um, naturopathic doctors at this point to be under insurance. So, you know, as you know, a lot of people, naturopathic doctors in most states tend to only see a, cer- a certain socioeconomic, um, you know, type of person. And I find that, find that, you know, limiting to the medicine as well, more importantly, to the patient that could really benefit from, um, you know, what we call naturopathic medicine or functional medicine or integrative medicine and we're really at a big crossroads that we all need to come to a table and figure this out together. Yeah, there's great conversations happening. I mean, I think that's one of the things that I, I look at uh, in the world in general um, with uh, a lot of the protests and the uh, chaos, it seems, that it's really stimulating people to get involved and have these deeper conversations that are stimulating those conversations and um, to not, you know, it's kind of waking us up out of our sleepwalking for the most part. And so I do, uh, I really appreciate that. So I, I did, I wanted to go back to your book. You call it the health revolution. Um, so revolution always makes me think of, you know, Tracy Chapman's song um, talking about a revolution. <laughs> and and it, it makes me think of just like, you know, so how did you come up with that idea? Like what's, what's the whole revolution about? I had so many titles and none of them just really stuck. The one that I probably was a close second was, your aha moments, like going back to ah. the very beginning where um, it's it, this is your health, this is your life, this is your pain, this is your diagnosis, uh, so your aha moments. And then it was literally just one day it, it came to me, the health revolution, give yourself the health care you deserve. It was gift. Um, we changed it at the last minute to give. Um, and then ironically, like anything else, like I really didn't know there were so many revolutions going on in the world <laughs> because there is a revolution. There's like food revolution, wellness revolution, this revolution. And, and, you know, revolution for me, like, I think 
if I think about my parents' time, like the Vietnam War, before that revolution um, had a, some, uh, you know, activism, possibly even violence. And 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 when the I saw the book in print, I, it hit me. It was like, oh, you know, I some people might think revolution, that's extreme. But going back to our, the conversation we just had, I think we are at a big crossroads where you know, there's a lot of mini revolutions going on in America and around the world. And, you know, the health revolution is just is a, a, a pebble in the ripple um, to get people yeah. to have bigger conversations and really think about um, our choices in life and and how we can move forward. So hopefully that answers your yeah. question. I love it. And I love I love the idea of the ahas, you know, uh, I, I'm not lecturing as much as I used to across the country, but um, one of my favorite things to do uh, was ask people, and these are lovely, I mean, educated, lovely people all across the, the country. Uh, I would go out and say, okay, I don't want you to think about it very much. Just how many people think eggs are dairy? And 70% always across, at least uh, in the room, they just like, wait, they raise their hands. Um, and of course, when you think about it, there's two things. Eggs are no, not dairy. They don't come from a cow. Uh, they're you know, they come from chickens and they're like little liquid chickens. And there's two things. So it's of that. And then two people started to like, why did I think that? You know? Uh, and I love that. That to me is like this light bulb. Um, it's, it's almost like, uh, how many people think corn is a vegetable and the same thing people are like, Oh yeah, you know, corn's a vegetable. And I'm like, mm, it's a grain and it always has been. And then everybody's like, gosh, why did I think of that? And it just is right. these little examples about how we can get so seduced, you know, cause I remember in, um, when I was growing up, we had the four food groups. And if you looked at the copyright from the four food groups, it was from the American Dairy Association that kind of made up the four food groups. And, you know, okay. it was that stick of butter with that glass jar of milk with eggs right in that corner where, you know, that one little square was that a food group. And so, you, you ask yourself, like, gosh, how we're so impressionable, we are so seducible. I, I also think when we're looking at being better or getting well or we're looking to a service because we need help, we're even more seducible, you know, we're even more vulnerable. And there's so many seductive messages out there from the medical industry, of course, even the natural product industry, I would say, um, you know, you've got your direct to consumer commercials coming right at you into your living room. Um, from the the pharmaceutical industry and so it's and and this is why I get so hyped up about it because it's the reason I have the the title of my podcast mindful medicine is because my hope is just that simply people can kind of wake up and use start to use their mind um and really just question things and uh make good decisions right. I love that Yeah Yes I love you know the aha moment I mean and I I have the you know, the pleasure and the honor to sit with thousands of people every year. And when they, when that person has their own aha moment about making the connection to maybe some food they're eating and pain they're having or a relationship that might be toxic that is not working for them and quote unquote causing them anxiety, it's their aha moment, I call it. And, and that's what I call it. And they, they have the light bulb, light bulb goes off. And then their life starts to change and it starts to unfold and they are empowered and, and they had it, not me. Um, and I think that's where the real change happens. I love it. So the aha moment had, I love it, had the light bulb. Like we had it laid out and had the light bulb and the aha moment. And then something was missing for me. And, and as you 
know on on my book, I went back to just the green apple, like a spinoff of eat an apple a day and keep the doctor away. Because I say like when I'm doing a really good job in my practice, um, I don't need to see you that often anymore. Come back in a year and have a, you know, a good wellness physical. And I'm here if you need me, but hopefully um, you don't need me. That I love it. It's it's my favorite thing to say, you know, especially when people are like, because they know I have a cash practice and you 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 do as well. And it's like, well, mm-hmm. how much are other sub- subsequent visits? And they'll, they'll, and I said, well, you know, hey, my job is to get you not to need me. Um, I don't try to retain people. I want to get you in and let's get you going on what's going on and get some discovery and identify and treat the cause and get your health back. And then, hey, I'm here if you need me. So I absolutely love that. So with your book and the Apple. Um, and the revolution. What's your favorite <laughs> chapter? What's your favorite chapter? Cause I've read, I've written a couple books and I always have like this one chapter right. that I feel like I just it was, it was a lot easier than the other ones because <laughs> it just was like in me. Um, what's your favorite chapter? Wow. Well, I can tell you that called harmonious hormones was the most difficult chapter to write. And that's yeah. to answer your question. Um, <laughs> a healthy community. I have to say right now is my favorite chapter because I, I'm living it. You know, I'm, if I'm the patient or the client reading this book and I'm getting inspired, like I'm so inspired by my community right now. I live in Carbondale, Colorado, um, right down Valley from Aspen, Colorado. And they're just beautiful. It's such a just yummy, alive community, uh, really diverse, um, with, people and social economic groups and there are so many nonprofits in the area, so much education happening. Um, people are just out and about and really love this community and I feel it and it has really sparked my involvement in community and wanting to give back and be more involved and so that's my favorite community. It's really shifted my perspective and also just where I am in my life. Um, you know, I'm in my later 40s, and I'm really reflecting on it's not all about me. How can I give back to community? How can I use my education and the knowledge that I have to serve as many people as I can and, and help this community be as well and vibrant as possible? Yeah, that's great. I mean, it's a it's a wonderful chapter. And I know it's hard sometimes to create community, especially depending on where you live, but, and where you live, I got to tell you, I've been there before and it is so sweet there. We, um, when I toured with a band called the trio, there were three of us. I know. See what I did there. Um, that <laughs> the, Carbondale was like the most rock in his town. It was just so fun. And we all changed instruments. Sometimes I would be on drums. Sometimes I'd be on bass and sometimes I would be on guitar and everybody else kind of changed around too, depending on where the songs were. But this, I forget the name of the place that we played, but gosh, it was the best city on the tour because everybody just had so much energy and they had so much spark in them. And so um, that's where you practice. And folks, you can find out more about the health revolution at thehealthrevolution.com. It's got a green apple on it, an apple away, keeps the doctor away. Um, LuxWellnessCenter.com is also where you can find out more about Dr. Uh, Jade Wimberly. And then just on a final note here for our listeners, um, you see patients. That's what you do for a living. Uh, how do you stay inspired? I know there's a lot of burnout people talk about, but what keeps you going? What keeps you uh I mean, besides your lovely community and um, your success from the book Mm -hmm. and such, uh, what keeps you going? Mm -hmm. A good night's sleep for start, for starters. (laughs) Um, I'm such a big 
I'm a big fan of uh, a solid night's sleep. And for me, that's a good seven to 10 hours um, consistently. Mm-hmm. Um, my patients keep me going. I, again, it goes back to, wow, like I, I get to pinch myself and I get to do this for a living. Um, I get to hear people's stories. I get to share my knowledge. I get to reflect what I'm hearing from them. I get to give recommendations, um, words of wisdom, um, my patients inspire me. I mean, really, that's why I come to work. And then on a more practical term, I, I, I see patients privately 12 hours a week. And I, that has really changed um, my energy level and how I can just be focused and be jazzed to come to work every day is limiting the time that I have face-to-face with my one-on-one patients. And then I also run some clinics two days a week where it's just walk-in where people can get some B vitamin injections and, and that's a little bit more, um, it, it's, it's fun. Like we call it happy hour and we have anywhere from 15 to 30 people come in our office like every week just for that in a small mountain town and it creates this community and people are in the lobby and they haven't seen each other in four or five years and they're talking that's about awesome. their kids and, that's what really gets me fired up is that community creation and seeing people just light up. And I love that. Like, I love that more than anything. I've, you know, I'm, my nickname is the love nudger and I love connecting people and connecting people with ideas and then seeing ideas come to fruition. And that's where I get excited. And uh, yeah, and I've been practicing since 04 and I'm not burnt out yet. Yeah, I know. Yeah. <laughs> I, I hear what you're saying. Well, Jay, thank you so much for being with us. Uh, you mindful listeners, thank you again so much for spending part of your day with us. And you can once again hear more. Facebook has them too, the, the facebook.com forward slash the health revolution and as well, Lux, that's L-U-X Wellness Center. All right, folks, until next time, thank you again.